All right. We're live. We are live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Catfish Weekly. I, I said it right this time. I didn't even start with Champfish. <laughs> I haven't even done anything yet. I already, he's already losing control. Oh, I am Chad. This is our great and humble host, Mr. Lyle Stokes. Uh, how you doing, everybody? Glad to see everybody in chat tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're already getting wound up, and the show just started. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. I know, I know. What do you say we welcome some people in the chat tonight? Let's do it, sir. We've got Mr. Joe Buck, 66. We got Avid Fisherman, John Patrick Jr., Matt from Wanna Be Outdoors, Creole Catfishing, Trophy, Trophy, Trophy Seekers Outdoors. Uh, we got Miss Betty Jean Cross, who is driving but listening. Be safe, Miss Betty Jean. We got Crappy Day Fish on. Jason Darochi, Crazy Cats Outdoors. Welcome. We got Finn Seeger TV, Gene Tillman, Sean Abney, Ryan Forge, Blue Collar Light, Mike Irvin, Parker Pursuits, Miss Cindy Stokes. See if I miss anybody up here. We got Dale Hayslip, Dave Funk. Lance Makugai, Jason Lamb. Catfish and Pappy. Take it over. Go. Ben Go Ryan Boards. Creole Catfishing. And they're still coming in. There's Tom yep. with the LG Bass. Fish with the squirrel. StreamYard has done something weird where it jumps all the time when he has people come in. Makes yeah. it a little bit harder to get names. Yep, it does. John Patrick Jr., Sean Abney, Quiet Man Curtis, Tim Molina, Avid Fisherman, Big Bill, Veteran Catfishing. There's Troy with Real and Virtual Outdoors. We get Ben Seeker TV. Yeah. Good to see that name back. It is. It is. Right now, I'm not seeing any new names there. Barnum. I think we're about caught up. Yeah, I think we're pretty much caught up there, sir. We're popping in here and as we move along. That's exactly right. And in the meantime... Uh, I don't have any tournament announcements, which is strange because usually I get some on, on Monday nights, but none come in today, so uh, they must have forgot, or they didn't have a tournament over the weekend on whichever ones that uh, normally send them. So that is awesome. But the topic of tonight's subject will be daytime or nighttime fishing. Yes. I know that um, I know that you have been doing a lot of nighttime fishing, and that's something that's fairly new for you. It, it is from the boat, and I've I've been more of a daytime fisherman the last few years. One because I'm older now and have trouble staying awake half time, uh, but two, I really I really like the morning bite most of the time. That's my prime time to fish. I like to be off the water before the pleasure boaters. 
and it's just been too hot lately. Well, it has, and and um, where we live, uh, we do a lot of fishing on Lake Ozark, and um, as I've told you before, it is the number one tourist lake in the entire United States. So you you can whatever your lakes are anywhere in the United States, what it, at the, when they're at their worst um, in the summertime, ours is ten times worse at the best. So you can just, keep them plunger boats. Oh my! And I think they finally let them quit putting docks up on like they they didn't have any restrictions on them for the longest time. So you can't hardly go anywhere that there's not a passel of docks. Private docks was, went with every piece of property that was sold around that lake. And I finally think that they did stop that. Now, where I don't even think that you can get a permit for it any longer, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But, um, you know, uh, that makes for some good cover for bluegills and crappies and bass and, uh, you know, every kind of fish imaginable, even uh, it, it works good for, for catfish, too, because they'll go up in there and get them a snack once in a while for off them docks. But uh, the bigger ones usually don't hang out there too much, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't. Uh, mm -hmm. But they're just so busy. Pardon me. They're just so busy because of all the people that's on there. Uh, in the summertime, that lake is jumping. I mean, it just is. So... Um, that has some bearing on, on where we fish a lot of times. But uh, if you go up there, you need to go in early. The thing about, about Lake Ozark, now Truman's not so bad, but Lake the Ozarks, it really doesn't matter if you're up there day or night. The big boats and drunks are out there 24-7. Really? Oh, yeah. It, they don't go in at night. A percentage of them do, but they're still running them big cigar boats wide open at night right I down through the yeah, and uh, I, I don't understand it. Uh, there is a speed limit at night in the state of Missouri. It, it covers the entire state, to my knowledge. And um, why they don't do something about it is beyond me. I guess it's because they don't want out there with them fools either. But, um, you know, safety is one of the reasons why we haven't done as much night fishing as we used to. Used to be that was my favorite time in the summer. And it's not because the fish bite any better, because I don't believe they do. I think that it's just that much cooler and is that much more comfortable. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, we you can attest because you've seen a little bit higher temperatures than what we are here, but we have seen so many days in the, around 90 or above in the last yeah. few weeks, in the last month. Yeah, it's I can't stand out there. Right now. 97, was, 97 right now at 7 o'clock. So. I will say, I thought 90 was bad here, here today. It was 89 or 90. It was over 100 here today again. So, uh, but we're supposed to have a couple more cool days. We had a couple of cool days over the weekend. It wasn't too bad, but that gives you time to get some of the stuff around the house you're supposed to do. But I, I really thought that, that we was going to get a couple more days of it. But as it turns out now, like I say, right now at 7 o'clock at night, it's 97. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, the coolness starts tomorrow. It's gonna only going to be 89 for the next two days and then back up in the lower 90s. But I don't see anything over 94 this entire week. So, uh, hey, that's a start. We'll, we'll take it. I, I, that's Like I said, that's one of the reasons I've started trying to go out. Because anybody knows me, I love getting up right before daylight, being on that water and fishing 
early, early morning. Yeah. That's my favorite. But like I said, when it's 90, this fair, fair skinned fella burns easily. So I don't know what you mean. It, here's something else about, about fishing night versus days. If you fish days and you're not able to get out at night or choose not to for whatever the reason, take you a studio umbrella from your patio. Take something to cover yourself up. Just having some shade will make it feel like a temperature drop of 5 to 10 degrees. And if there's any breeze at all, that's a lot. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the greatest investments on my boat was my Bimini. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, ours has, has uh, uh, the top of our, which you would call it a Bimini top, but it snaps to the windshield, is part of the enclosure that goes with it. So. Uh, that that's just there. It's a permanent fixture on a boat, and it only takes seconds to put that up. I mean, just like I say, shade is a huge deal to anybody that sits and spends much time in a boat. And uh, it'll, it'll keep rain off of you, too, but uh, shade is the number one reason in my book. Now, I know this. A lot of guys have got something that I didn't even know about until this year. And it's a little electric fans. Yeah, I've seen more and more people talking about the little electric fans. I still have not gotten one for the boat. Yeah, I don't have one. I'm not sure I will get one. But uh, on a still day where there's no breeze, I can see where that'd be a distinct advantage. But I've also seen some guys that have made some coolers that they take ice and they fill up a cooler with. And they put a fan and drill a hole and, and then have a piece of PCV come out of the top of like a three or four inch one with a 90 on it. And they'll blow that cool air off that ice right on. That's pretty cool. You know? I seen that vi a video of one of them a couple of weeks ago and I was like, hmm. I was like, you know, what? at first I'm sitting there like, why are they tearing up this cooler? Yeah. And all of a sudden they, so they get to the final product and I was like, now that, that sounds pretty cool. That it'd be pretty awesome. So that'd be almost worth buying those six dollar bags of ice. Um, well, you know, when we was in Texas, I believe it was Texas, they have places you go fill up your coolers, how many ever of them you have for like two bucks. And yeah. it's on a time limit. And that was the only place I'd ever seen one. Well, we have one near here now. Really? So, See, we don't have any like that up here. Yeah, it's the only one that I've seen, and Cindy pointed out the other day when we went somewhere. So for a couple bucks, if you got two or three coolers, you can fill them up until the ice stops, and it's on a timer. Like I say, that's a heck of a deal. That beats the price of this ice. And, uh, um, we have a Save-A-Lot that has a pretty good price on ice, and Dollar General has a pretty good price on ice in our neighborhood. Yeah. See, the, the only place that I've seen that we've been to is when we get down to like Wheeler and Wilson, there's some, um, you know, you put a, like it's like you said, two bucks in there or something and you <laughs> fill a cooler up. Yeah. You know, basically. I, I think them are state owned, I believe. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure, but whoever does it, it's a great idea and it saves the consumer a lot of money. Oh yeah. And uh, let's face it at night or day, it doesn't matter if, if you keep fish to eat, you need ice. If you don't keep fish to eat, you still got to drink. So you need ice. If you take any snacks, I mean, you got to have ice. You just got to. 
And uh, we freeze a lot of uh, half-gallon and one-gallon milk jugs to make the ice last longer. And that does help. Um, but, yeah, you got to have ice. You just you just got to. And yeah. uh, the if you're keeping small fish to clean, those fish actually clean better if they're cooled out, I think. And um, if I'm going to keep them to clean, a lot of times I'll uh, bleed them out by cutting their gills and uh, get rid of what blood is in them. Big Wrench Catfishing, new member. Thank you, sir. Welcome. You very much. But, yeah, there's a lot of reasons to have ice other than for <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, if I want to keep something cool, it's definitely going to want. I want to keep myself a little bit cool. So. Absolutely. Well, maybe D. Well, I can't help it. She's always hot, so it doesn't matter. I got you. I got you. I, I, I got to get my brownie points in there, Lyle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Snag and whiskers, welcome. Fishing with the squirrel. Uh, Elgato. Kevin with Palmetto Cats. Parker Pursuits. Uh, I believe I seen Sandy in here a minute ago. Sean T. Two dollars for sixteen pounds of ice over here on them portable ice places. Not bad. Not bad. Or twenty-two. Like I said, I, the other day it was twenty-two pound bags of ice was uh, six dollars a piece. Vanessa Kitty, a cooler filled with shaved ice. Comes in handy. Yep, I can see that. There's Frank with Twisted Whiskers. Matt with Wanna Be Outdoors. El Catfish Grande. And Michelle, hello. Mike Irwin. They're still piling in. Glad to see everybody come in here. Mr. Gadget's got here. But, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of advantages. Now, there is people, Chad, that, that think... <clears throat> And I used to think that uh, the fish bit more at night than in the daytime, and I do not believe that now. I think that two of the optimal times of the day or night is right at dusk and right at daylight. And I, and I, other than that, I think they bite around the clock, 24 hours a day. When, when it's handy for them, when something comes by that they want to eat, they'll eat. When they're hungry, they'll find something to eat. Um, if there's weather changes, I think that entices them to look for things. Uh, there's a lot of, there's Lizabella. Uh, I think that'll entice them to look for things that they might not be looking for. And I think they'll stick on structure where there is bait fish. I agree. The only thing that I have noticed, and it's not like I said, there's still fish that bite between these times, but it seems like, 12 and 3, a.m. or p.m. seems to be that slowdown period. And like I said, still catch fish from time to time down around here on them. But that, to me, is the time. If I'm out, I should just take a nap. Because I called, I called it um, Saturday night. I said, you know, I said about between 3 and 3.30, fish will start biting. 3.30 hit, and I caught that one, that one first fish. After all those hours, I finally caught a fish, and then I only stayed about another half hour, and I was gone because I was getting cold. So, so do you take a nap then, or um, I'm 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 not that confident fishing at night out on the river yet to go to sleep, especially oh. when we got barges coming left and right um, Saturday night. Oh, good anchor. 
just set her up there. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, and, and that's the thing, like you're talking about safety wise, is um, you would think people would be smart enough to not go 40, 30, 40, 50 mile an hour up and down the river, but they do. They do. And, and I believe that 30 is the max speed limit you're allowed on any water in the state of Missouri. Yeah, I, I think that's too fast. Well, I agree, but uh, them guys that's got them boats that are run 90, they want to go 90, and they don't care what the law says. They're going to go no. whatever it is anyhow. But, yeah, uh, I, I think that's 20, 20 or 25 would be plenty fast. Whatever it is to get your boat up on plane would make more sense to me than anything. If, if you get your boat on plane at 10 mile an hour, that's, that's fine. Me, it takes me about 20, 25 to get mine up on plane. Don't take very long to get there, but once it gets there, I back it off where it's just comfortable to 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 drive it. So, uh, yeah. Bill, Bill and Duke catfishing, welcome. Welcome. I've caught yeah. more cat went faster than a month than Chad has in twenty years. <laughs> you must know me very well. <laughs> oh man. Wow, Bill and Duke Catfish is my new favorite. They're already picking on me. Right in here, don't say. But the ones that drive me nuts, we were sitting out there, and um, there had been a couple boats fly up, and then you see their lights. But we were sitting there, Lyle, and you could hear this boat coming down the river, but you could never see where they were at. You could hear them for, you know, a good 10 minutes trying to figure out where they were coming at, and we heard them pass, and we still never even seen the boat. Kevin says they run so fast down there, but him, they only got three blades of the four the prop in the water at one time. <laughs> that sounds like you've been to the Lake of the Ozarks, because that's the way they do here. There's Steve Locke, K&B Angling. Um, Annette's in the house. It is, um, it's, just, it's just silly to travel the speeds at night. Um, Especially if a lot of guys doing that are not local guys. They just, you know, they don't know if they're going to come up on a sandbar or or a uh, sunken dike or um, yeah. an island on the lakes that's just under the water. Depending on the height of the of the water on any of the bodies of water, could be a huge. And and all the lakes down here have have lots and lots of trees that have been under the water for 30 or 40 years. That's what I was right there. You, you know, I mean, obviously, there's always logs floating in a river, but there, if you don't know where some of these are, there's deadheads that just stick straight up. Right. And all it takes is hit, hit it once. Where on a Saturday, I was... <laughs> Kevin, yeah, you, you hitting, hitting your brake won't make somebody else stop. No, but <laughs> makes you feel better while you're pushing on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is for sure. Fat man in a little boat. Welcome. Oh, I, yeah, I understand. He says uh, they just about turn his little boat over sometimes. Well, and, and it doesn't have to be. A little boat with some of the wakes they get coming mm -hmm. off of, off of uh, a lot of them big, well, barges on the river. But some of the big boats that we deal with down here, they put out huge wakes. 
just absolutely huge. As you would think, it would come off of a bar sometimes. But we had we had one hit us Saturday night that I heard the, I heard the Whitecaps coming probably fifty yards before they ever got to our boats, and I looked over. My buddy Bill was anchored up on towards more towards the river channel than I was, and I looked over, and all of a sudden I just see his pontoon just go. Boom. It shook so hard, and I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah. And by the time it hit me, about two seconds later, it it felt like somebody hit my boat, not a wave, like somebody hit my boat. It hit so freaking hard. Yeah. That was just by them coming down through there so fast. And like I saw, I was telling you earlier, we were parked right above the mouth of that creek, and they went into that creek full throttle. They never stopped. Yeah, I understand. Lee says uh, sandbars are horrible upstream there. If you're looking into the sun, makes it a no bueno. I got you, man. I think he's fishing the Missouri River over there. Um, and, yeah, it's it's tough. Jason DeRoche, crazy cat outdoors. Just letting you all know, Silly Slam, is this Saturday from noon to noon. Thank you in advance in Akron, Iowa. Iowa. Skilly Slam. I've not heard of it. I haven't either. That's a new one for me. Yes, it will, Kevin. Kevin says, having two boats cross each other and you in the middle will rattle your world. It, it will. That's, But, you know, that's the kind of stuff if you're going to deal if you are going to deal with tourist lakes, like like the Ozarks and and many others, um, you'll have to uh, you'll have to uh, deal with that. Uh, outdoors in Indiana with Dave Scott says I'm glad Indiana has a 10 mile an hour speed limit at night. Still get the occasional dimwit running lights out at 60 on the lakes. Yeah, you're always going to have that one. And um, like I say, that's the issue. With with the uh, water patrol uh, not being out there at night, and um, they don't have to be out there every night, but they mm. should make a surprise appearance once in a while. Um, the The key to that, like so many other things, the judges have to make the fines substantial enough that you only want to get caught breaking that rule once. And that'll stop it, you know. So, uh, it, it just a slap on the wrist doesn't deter anyone, you know. Whenever we used to get caught drag racing, it'd be 15, 20 of us out on the side of the road. In those days, the fines was two or three hundred dollars. Well, that was two or three weeks' paychecks back in the 70s. So, oh, yeah. you didn't want to get caught doing it. So, you either outrun them or you didn't do it. And uh, which I've been down both ends of that street, so uh, I liked it a lot. But these days, if you get caught breaking the law on the water, which is going to cause somebody bodily harm, it should be multiple thousands of dollar fine or time in jail. That's the only thing that's going to get through to people. You can't just charge them a hundred dollars anymore and expect them to stop because they'll just pull a hundred dollar bill out of their pocket, pay it, laugh at you, and go on. You got to make it to where it hurts, and that's that's, that's my point. Is, you know, 
it's very scary to how fast they're, you know, you know, they kill somebody. Just like, you know, we talked about the uh, week, two weeks before that. I think people throwing things off of bridges. Oh, yeah. Be yeah. Very yeah. easy, you know, to kill somebody over that. It is. It is. That's, that's a terrible thing to do. Uh, I don't know how much of that happens these days. It used to happen once in a while. Um, I was uh, coming back from Talladega, Alabama with five other guys in a motorhome and some kids were throwing bricks off of the overpass and hit the corner of the wraparound windshield in that motorhome as we come through there. I had just stopped driving, um, and it scared the guy to death. I'd laid down, and it sounded like a gun went off in that motorhome. And uh, I got back up. It scared the guy that was driving so bad he couldn't drive. Uh, we got to the top of the hill, pulled over. There's three or four other vehicles on a tractor trailer there that had the same thing that happened. It was just regular bricks. And we know that's what it was because it stuck in that windshield. It didn't come all the way through. And uh, by the time the police got there, of course, they was gone. It was two or three hours in the middle of the night. You know, and, and that's something that I've not ever forget, forgotten and probably never will. But, uh, you know, like I say, I just laid down. I drove the rest of the way in because that guy, he was scared to death. He just, he couldn't cope with it. And, um that's a bad situation. So in a boat, it'd be a lot worse because the chance of hitting a windshield with all that open is slim to none because they're going to end up hitting somebody and it'd probably kill them, you know, or maim them. So that's a bad deal. Uncle Lou says the Skilly Slam is being held on the Big Sioux River. Okay. Lee also says, sure, glad we don't have barges up that far to worry about. Pleasure boaters and jet skis. Would get would be getting wiped out constantly. Hey, you are so lucky, Lee. Just so lucky. But we'd all be luckier if there wasn't any jet skis too. But what do I know about that? Hmm. <laughs> There's Mr. Mark from Catfish and Crappie. Yes, sir. Paid his toll for being late. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it much. Uh, I've seen somebody else's comment in here. I wanted to. Well, David Martin says they should revoke revoke the registration sick sticker for thirty to ninety days each violation. That that'll make a little bit of difference, David. I hope that you're feeling better, David. Going to go around of COVID here recently. Hope that he's all healed up from that. That's a tough deal. We kind of thought that was in the looking at that in the rear view, but maybe not. Hey, there's Van with B3 Custom Kentucky. Yeah, I've seen uh, Miss Annette Morgan have made it in, Mr. Gadget, <laughs> Danny Stone, and Mr. Bumpin' Mike Greenwell. Telly with hooks and hammocks. That's my favorite, hooks and hammocks. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the question for you, Lyle. The taller of the two. What's that, buddy? Since we're talking about, uh, you know, day and night fishing, I mean, I guess it could all still be considered night fishing, but have you ever noticed if the bite, if that evening bite isn't on, that it turns into more, a better AM bite or vice versa? I've never noticed that. Um, the thing that I've noticed is when it gets so hot, 
that you have a hard time catching bait, a lot of times you might ought to just stay home. You know, mm -hmm. because if, if the bait's hard to get, it's telling me that the rest of the fish are not going to be a whole lot easier. But then again, I caught a huge flathead uh, below the dam at Clarksville one night. Uh, Cindy and I had three or four pieces of uh, of uh, shad that I caught there at the boat ramp, and uh, we caught some bluegill, and that's all the bait we had. And uh, I caught giant flathead down there that night. I'm still trying to gauge my my thinking there and maybe i'm just wrong but i seem to be having better luck like i said after that and you know a couple times that i've been out and we've had those very hot days so maybe it's you know they get active once the night gets cooler and you know some of that water you know cools down a few degrees from the overnight but uh I don't know if that's what it is, or I just suck at evening fishing. Well, I right now I think it's still. I think a lot of the fish are still on this. Now I know in a lot of areas they are coming off, um, off nests, but uh, I'm not sure they all are yet. But you know, we always say they don't all go on at the same time, so that means they all don't come off at the same time. Uh, and water temperature plays a huge, huge part of of that, but. Um, once them, them eggs are laid and the male has fertilized them and sits there and fans them until they hatch, it's usually not but a few days and, and they're taken off as soon as uh, the male figures that them uh, that school will be able to take care of itself and find it a little spot to stay and fan off the predators. And uh, that would be everything bigger than them, basically, uh, you know, pretty much so. Uh, I don't know, but um, right, it just seems like this whole year has been a little bit strange for us to spawn, in my opinion. Uh, but I think that uh, it's got to be getting close to being done everywhere. And at that point, uh, the big females are going to be hungry. And once the males are done, they sure are going to be too. I would think so. I did notice this um, on Saturday when I went out, though. The shad sure have hatched. The creek is loaded with them uh, half-inch, one-inch shad. Just, I mean, yeah. just you could see them everywhere. Big, worthless. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just saying. So the the hatchlings are all starting to move around. So the, hopefully that means, like you said, everything else is coming into play. But yep, yep, I I think so, and. Uh... I think that it'll be good. Uh, the only thing about about the uh, shad hatchlings is that makes a lot of bass and crappie love that because they eat them little devils just to beat the band. Uh, now, I'm sure catfish do too, but they'd have to have a hundred of them to, to do a big blue any good. But, um, you know, who knows? You know, a lot of times they do go in and get whole mouthfuls of them at a time. You can watch on your sonar in the wintertime when, when they are uh, schooled up and there's big old balls of, of bait. You'll get one single one underneath the, that ball and just every once in a while I'll go up there and grab a snack. Well, I'm betting it ain't grabbing one. You know, it's getting two or three at a time or more. I know I would. Yeah, me too. 
That'd be like going getting one Lay's potato chip. Nobody can eat this. Yeah, it's like going to a, a, an all-you-can-eat shrimp buffet and only grabbing one little shrimp. Yeah, that ain't never going to happen. That ain't happening. <laughs> it ain't never going to happen. I will say, I, I get a little a little tip I, I realized uh, this weekend is when you're in the 90s and you go out fishing and the, you see that the low is going to be 60 degrees, Take a, make sure you take a, a hoodie or something to keep warm with because that that just laid me out all day Sunday and uh, part of the day today. Huge change. It's a big temperature drop. Yeah. And in, in a matter of what, four hours? Yeah. Yeah. Um, once it's once that w cool wind started and it got down into the 60s and stuff like that and it started hitting me and I actually did take a hoodie. But my smartness got it soaking wet somehow, so it did me no good. I couldn't put it on, and it did. It laid me laid me out for the rest of the day when I got home Sunday and most of the day today. That's why I'm kind of a little stuffy this morning or this evening. So I understand. Yeah. What's that? I said I'm getting better, man. Oh, good. We have Super Fat Boy Smurf fishing. We have Stephanie. Real Gals Fishing, Fishing for Freedom. Hey, Richard. Uh, I've seen somebody else in here. Team Snag and Whiskers and Fetty, uh, Freddy's Outdoor Adventures. Freddy, that's who the other one was. And Jody has made it. Joe Ziegler. Steve Locke, 760. Hooks and Hammocks. So I Chris made it, too, after Kelly yeah. did, huh? Yeah, I guess, you know. After Telly started watching, he felt bad and figured he had to put his name out here. Him in. <laughs> Is Chad crying like a little girl? Yes, I am, Parker Pursuits. <laughs> Can't handle 60 degrees. Well, like I said, when you go from 90 to 60 in a couple hours, and that it, it was fine until that wind started. And then it was blowing just right to where it was blowing on the back of my neck. And I guess, you know, you have the sinus glands that go down your neck. And it just tore me up. You all wait till you're my age. All right. Right. Yeah. Dad knows. I do. Let's see. I'm trying to figure this out. I've come to the conclusion there are no more catfish that haven't been caught. We have caught them all, and they will never bite a hook again. I don't <laughs> believe that to be the case. I think he's saying he's caught every fish out there, and that's why he's not catching fish right now. He's well, unfolding he's them. Share, but I'm not so sure that he's caught that many. Richard, keeping it real fishing. Um, I, I just think that... Uh, um, the spawn has a lot to do with it. I also think that the temperature, water temperature, has a lot to do with it. Now, I understand a water temperature uh, most of the way through the Midwest is in the 80s now. That's uh, where we're at. Yeah, and uh, that's that makes it pretty tough too. Um, and there's a thermocline on a lot of the lakes, so you, get, for the most part, you're going to have to be uh, less than 20 feet of depth usually to get out of it. 
And if that's the case, I don't go and try to fish above a thermal decline. I find a place where the thermal decline isn't affecting it, and I fish that area. So if the thermal decline's at, just as an example, 20 foot, uh, I'll go to a place where the total depth is 20 foot or less uh, because it seems like a more uh, majority of fish will be there than just out in the open above the thermal client because they're not going to be underneath it very long because there's no oxygen down there. So I, I just try to find a spot that's above it and a depth that whatever depth it's at, whether it be 20 or 10 or whatever it is, and fish those areas because the majority of the fish I find, active fish anyway, will be up in those areas, and you can usually pick off a few. I haven't hit any of the local lakes here um, in the last couple of months, so I don't know. I'm sure there's a thermocline in them, but I haven't been there to see. If you're fishing well, you probably got a thermal climb on the Ohio River. It's never got a current. Are you ever going to stop hating on my great Ohio River? <laughs> no, I will not. No. David Martin says, get off the main channel and fish the secondary points to avoid. That's that's pretty pretty correct. Pretty correct. We haven't. We finally did <laughs> slow down on the current. Um, it picked up a little bit over the last week just because of the rain, but it only got back up to it. So I think it was like 1.6 or something like that. Yeah, we ain't had any rain in three weeks now. So, yep. which we had plenty all spring, but now we could really, we could use some. Uh, I didn't mow my yard last week, first time all year. So, may not mow it this week. I'll say I didn't, I didn't mow mine last week either. So, my neighbor to the uh, east of me, she hadn't mowed hers in a couple, three weeks. Uh, she got some little tree sprouts growing up in it, but the grass is still still down, looking good. Kim Burnett, welcome. Mark says river doesn't have thermocline, just saying. Mark, I can tell you that I have seen, in the, just in the three years that I have been fishing the Ohio, one time, that the Ohio River had a thermocline because we did not have any any rain for like three months. I promise you that ain't the only time that's happened there. I know, no, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying. In the, in the three years that I have been fishing, I I seen it the one time. Yeah, if there's current, you won't get a thermocline usually. But no. if there's not, anybody it, water is successful. Yeah, it it got so bad on the Ohio River. Um, that year that really Sean T it got so bad though that we had that um, that green algae that toxic green algae on the Ohio River yeah no kidding and when it gets like that that's bad yeah it got it got really bad that year yeah yeah I remember people talking about that I didn't go down there that year but I remember people talking about it and uh it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Hey, there's fishing with Robbie. What's oh, up, buddy? Good to see you in here. Need to see Robbie, see how he's doing fishing. We haven't um, yeah. haven't heard anything much out of him recently. Been a little quiet, haven't he? He has. 
uh, is anybody in chat have any questions uh, about night and day fishing that we could help you with? We try. Oh yeah, we'll give it a shot. Crazy hillbilly. I will say, you know, trying to, especially from a boat, because I, I bank fish, and that's all I ever did was night fish for years and years and years. But doing it from a from the boat is definitely different. I'm trying to one make sure I have lighting when I go out. You want to make sure you don't, you know you have your batteries are charged your gas tank you have plenty of ways to get out of the way if something's coming through there's art welcome art i just seen a here here it is dave funk says he's been catching blue suspended at five foot in 40 foot of water lots huh. of fun when it's slamming that's that's kind of weird they're suspended at five foot, but they're over 40 foot of water. A five That's foot off the bottom. Yeah. Oh. You're higher up than I am, I think. There you are. I don't know which one you had. Um, I had one from Uncle Lou, if I can figure out where it went. Okay. Ryan Bort says, ain't nobody wants advice from Chad. He can't fish worth a lick. He's not wrong. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not all Ryan Bort's. <laughs> Who caught a giant here about a week or so. Well, I think it's a pet fish that he carries around on a leash, and then when he wants <laughs> to take a picture, he just pulls it up. There he is. Maybe panel swings at night or bottom sides. I love channel swings. They work great. And Shanti, I am not afraid to bring Dee with me fishing. She just doesn't want to fish with me no more. <laughs> Tired of catching all the fish. I'll be out of here in a minute. <laughs> Uncle Jeep's going out tonight. Here's a great question from Matt. Do you switch techniques from night to day? Do you fish shallow or deep in the day? Do you fish shallow or deep at night? I fish wherever I find the fish. If they're shallow, I fish shallow. If they're deep, I fish deep. Um, and as far as techniques, no. I would, if rigs, I will keep changing rigs till I find one that works. And baits. I just missed my mouth. That's, I find that very hard. Yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> um, switching techniques from day to night, not really. Um, the only thing I haven't done yet, just because I'm not confident in what I'm doing, is trying to drag baits at night. But like you just said, suspending, anchoring up, it's going to be the same. I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm just gonna, I'm, you've got to figure out where they're at, whether they're moving right. up into the flats or they're you know, hanging on to the ledges out, out there. That's what I'm trying to figure out when I'm out there. I will say that dragging planer boards at night on Lake of the Ozarks is a huge mistake because they'll just run over them. They don't even try to see them. Um, so really? if, you, if, yeah, if you're going to do that, you need to be on a, a calmer lake like Truman or, 
Palm de Terre or Stockton, something like that, where there's not nearly as much boat traffic. If I was on the Lake of the Ozarks, they don't care if they run over you or your equipment. Um, they just don't care, you know. And if you chase them down, you better have your game face on because there'll be eight or ten of them come out of that boat, and you'll have to beat down all of them. Yeah, so what just, you're saying is if, if we make a trip out there, it would be better for us to fish Truman and Palm de Terre than it would be yeah. Ozarks. This time of year, yeah. No. Now, in the, fall, in the fall, not so much because most of them big boats are put up and yeah. uh, go in there where them million-dollar houses are and catch them fish, and you pull one up, and the guy's on his dock, and he'll tell you, oh, my, if I didn't know there's a fish that size in there, I'd never let my kids swim in the lake. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they, they don't know that them fish that size are even in there because they fish for crappie and bass. That's right, Josh. Bring an equalizer. <laughs> that is cool. It sure is. Yeah, I hear you, Brian. Brian. Let's see. There we go. Um, but that's the other thing I like to do. If I can't figure it, figure it out. Because, you know, you'll go out and I'll mark fish at, you know, 25. I'll mark fish at 35 and that sort of thing. You know, anchor it with. And everybody knows I love to anchor. Um, but fanning them baits out. That's one thing I love about pulling boards and stuff is you can typically, you know, find where those fish are feeding at or where they're holding at at least. And you can suspend bait off of a planer board and put yep. it wherever you want it. Which is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Anybody else got any questions? If not, what do you say we uh, give away some prizes tonight? You like you got prizes? I do. That's that's like so unlike you. I have some Mad Catter catfishing stuff from Captain Richard Ward from St. Joseph, Missouri. I got a package of three of these. Um, Bait holder and hooks setups. And then we also have Mad Catter's Catfishing. We have a rig setup with an 8 dot circle hook, line rattles, and a 2.5 inch, I believe it's 2.5 inch, oval float. Well, there we go. Let's get the hashtag Mad Catter up in there. Let's do it. Give folks a minute to start putting that in and you just tell me how many times to pull the trigger later we'll be good to go. David Martin says this time of year anchoring at night near a point that has shallow water and deep water sit and wait, they will come. I agree with that. There they come. There we go. Here we got them going now. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, we tried we tried that um after everything else had failed Saturday night. Um we ended up right there at right there at the end of, end of that mouth, there's a long flat and like I was telling you, there's some, some big dips that go right out into the channel. It, they go down and up and then there's they dips back down into the main channel. We just were not having any kind of luck Saturday night. Um once those fish come off of the nest and lots and lots of them 
or feeding. A great place is to find a creek that drains into your main body of water that you're fishing and set up over that because lots of times there will be a hole right there and it'll be deep water with shallow water around it and bait fish normally will be in the shallow water so they can come up out of the deep and go get them a snack and then go back down. And if you're set up somewhere in between, you usually will do good. And that's one of my favorite places to fish, especially if I'm anchored. So he likes to fish a, a decline, put the bait in the deep, the middle, and the shallow. There you go. That's what I was talking about earlier about fanning them baits out. That's right. I'll, I'll hit everything between the bait, the bank, you know, right off the bank, all the way down to the, as far as I can get into the channels, and fan them all out. And a deep V boat. That's a new one on me. I like it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but as Lyle would say, sometimes I have a trot line out there with my poles. <laughs> uh, you know, I see no reason why all these states couldn't get together and make it the same for everybody. I know, I'm limited for all. Well, I think that's too much. Um, I'm very comfortable with our rod limit, but we can use more. You just have to have your your uh, conservation number or uh, your name and address on, on a decal or something put on your rod. You can use more than the three, but uh, I think that unlimited is too many. I think 10 is too many per person. I really do. If we were going to put a limit here, I would say six. That'd be, that'd be fine. I, I could go with that. Yeah. Just, just because... Hell, look at the amount of bait that you're wasting, baiting them up. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, neither would go broke buying chicken for that many. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at... If you're using a double hook rig on every one of them and you're suspended baits. Yeah. Now, there is... And, and I do use double hook rigs a lot, but some states, there there is a limit on the number of hooks you could use. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at like um, what is it, Wisconsin? You could have, you know, what was it, three hooks? Three hooks. That's Not all you can do. Three, three hooks. rods, three hooks. You could have three hooks on one rod if you want. Yep. But um, yeah, um, one one rod's all you're allowed to use in uh, Minnesota. One rod. Which I Yeah. Poor old Luke, he has to really fight it. But yeah, I, well, he, he's in Minnesota, right? Ain't they the one one rod limit state? That's in, that's insane to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. I've never understood that, and uh, I know that I've been hearing about that from from uh, Luke for years and years, and I, and I know that they are working on that. So, uh, um. Hopefully they get something done with that because that that really is ridiculous. And uh, but yeah, Tessa, I'm not sure where you're fishing at, but I would highly suggest unless you're just going for like channel cats, try to match the hat. So if you got bluegill in your area, shad, something like that, I would rather use that than a doe ball any day if you're looking for cats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, like I said, I don't know where about your fishing out there, but. Mark, Mac, Mark Byram says that they, uh, George, he got away from me. They have to uh, buy a tag for the third in Iowa. Yeah. Two is the limit. Um, in Missouri, you're allowed three anywhere except Mississippi River. Then it's two, unless you have your name and conservation number, some uh, something on there with your address, phone number, and all that is supposed to be on there. Uh, and then you're allowed three on the Mississippi, but two on the Mississippi without that information. Uh, and yet they'll let a guy run 33 hook trot lines. So go we'll figure. Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't make any sense to me. Um, I, I I've tried so hard with the Missouri Department of Conservation for 25 or 30 years trying to make them understand how important it is to uh, uh, have regulations and make these um, commercial guys adhere to it. There is a lot of honest ones. There is a whole lot of them that aren't, that don't ever keep track of what they do and they they don't they don't make, try to even reasonably close to do it right. Uh, and I realize they're trying to make a living, but they're also costing the rest of us uh, fish when we're turning them back and they're stealing them out and selling them to pay lakes and stuff like that. And that is just a huge no-no with me. I just I just can't get over how they do that and why they do that. Well, I do know why, but, uh, you know, there's tall Betty. Uh, but I don't, uh, I just don't go for that. And I see no reason for any of the rest of them. And uh, I know that you live in the state of Kentucky, but it is one of the worst there is about uh, doing anything about it. But I, I got it. I've talked to them guys, and as long as people keep calling them names and bitching and cussing them every day that they get online, they're going to continue yep. to do exactly what they want to do, and I cannot blame them for that. Because I can't either. If you want to get something done, you have to have a positive presence uh, to deal with those political people. And if you can't do it, you're way better off to shut your mouth and stay out of it. Get me fired up, but you know what? It, it, it comes down to being pretty simple. We have we have lost the ability to talk to one another as human beings. That's right. Social media has gotten us to where we can get all fired up and act act a fool and think it's going to get make change, and it's not. That's not you know, the, like you said, that's not the way to handle it. it. Just makes you look like an idiot. It does. That's it. Nothing All right, we got eight fifty-five here, or well, in God's time, it's seven fifty-five in Little Devil Lyle Stokes time. Oh uh, we got forty entries. We got eighty-seven people watching. If you are interested in these great Mad Catter floats and good goodies that he's got, um, jump on in here. We're gonna get Gary spin this any second now. I see. What he? Say? I would say go ahead with the first one. Did you say something? I was seeing Mark yapping. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it is. You're 100% correct. I I agree. Um, so, V3 Customs. What's up, Van? Van. Congratulations. I just mailed him off one. That lucky son of a gun. I'll write his name on another one. You can still get that hashtag in if you have not. We have 44 inches right now. We're going to draw it. How many more times, Lyle? One more time. One more time. I'm going to give it just a minute. Don't forget Catfish and Crappie tonight. We've, he's got Mr. Fishing and Stuff. 
on tonight. It'll be an awesome show. But yeah, we got to learn how to freaking talk to each other and talk to people again and get out of this um, keyboard warrior mentality that. If you can't play the political game, you yeah. do everybody a favor if you just shut up. I agree. All right, we're going to give it about 10 more seconds. And nine, eight. I ain't saying nothing. I've been in enough <laughs> trouble. You are correct, Chad. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a, there's a time for some rant, and then there's time for nothing. I mean, it's, right. it's okay to state your opinion. But if you're going, if you're going to do something like that, we got to say it correctly and professionally and try to make, you know, make a good case, not come out looking like a fool where they're just going to laugh at us and tell us to have a nice day. That's right. All right. <laughs> that going, I was going to try to get it before Hooks and Hammocks got in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to get ready to spin this number two. Van V3 Customs get with Mr. Lyle on your winnings. Let's I probably got still two. got this from last week. You know you threw it away. Well, I, I still got the message. Girl, you're gonna have to send me. <laughs> send Congratulations! Me. All right, I gotta get that off the screen. I can't even look at that anymore. <laughs> You'll have to send me a message on Messenger. You can send it to Catfish Weekly through Messenger. You can send it to me personally, or you can email me at catfishweeklytv at gmail.com. Either way, and I will get this out to you. I just need your shipping address and your correct name because I'm pretty sure that's not it. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but I love it. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Mark says, how much you want to bet you won't be Get an address from at fat girl in a deep V vote. Well, you never know. You never know. Why do I need to be taken behind a woodshed? Because I'm right. <laughs> oh, look, this must be this must be fat girl's husband, fat man in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it. I, mean, I get kind of fits there, Lyle. I don't know. There's <laughs> wild turkey, John Chili. What's going oh, on? Oh man, <laughs> Danny, they would never allow me to have like any because if I thought they, you think Trump was radical if he got in office? You ain't seen nothing. They'd ever give me a shot at some of that power. Because I'll okay. tell you right now, there's put put up to where if you got caught doing the wrong stuff in fishing and hunting, you would be in deep doo doo. Probably be slacked up on the on the speed and stuff. Because I, I was incorrect, Lyle. That is not the husband. <laughs> I, I just, I, I mean, I just kind of assumed by the names. I don't know. Oh man! <laughs> uh, just give me a send me your information so I can get this stuff shipped out to you. I've got two or three laying here on my desk. I, I will mention that we tell this every once in a while and probably ought to do it more often, that if you don't claim your prizes within a week and send me your information, then we're going to give it away again because I've got several of them here that people haven't sent me their shipping information, which tells me they had either jumped out of chat before their name was drawn or didn't want it or whatever the case was. 
<clears throat> but uh, I usually I try to contact people, and if I can get a hold of them, we uh, we go ahead and send it to them. But uh, if you don't have get me your information within a week, I mean, if I haven't got it by next Monday, chances are you either don't want it or whatever, and uh, and we'll give it to somebody else. So uh, bear that in mind. Try to get to me in a timely manner. And uh, right now, bear in mind also that the uh, shipping from the U.S. Postal Service, which is what I use, it's all I got here in Buffalo, and uh, um, they're very slow. Um, I know DHL probably is not. Uh, Chad's probably got them chop chopping. But <laughs> the only problem with that is we don't do domestic, so I have to use the post office. So oh, okay. Well, there we go. We appreciate everybody watching tonight. Be sure to tune in Thursday night for the bait shop. Chad and Freddie will be there at seven Central Time, eight Eastern, followed by Panfish Nation. Panfish Nation, and we have a guest this weekend. This really, week. we do. Who you a got? Really, a really good one. Um, hang on just a second. I'll tell you. There is a show on television television on youtube and i don't have the guy's name online fishing is the guy's uh youtube channel mm -hmm. um he catches a lot of panfish he catches walleye and bass um he does a lot of survey stuff uh checking on different kinds of fish he fishes all over the place and uh a very knowledgeable young man and that is who will be on um the show this thursday night so be sure to tune in for that and then uh, be sure to jump in here next Monday night on Catfish Weekly. Anything else, Chad? Uh, no, other than Fat Girl on a Deep V boat says to spin it again if you want to, real quick. What are they going to donate? They're, their they're donate back. Yeah, they're going to donate it to somebody else. Okay, that's up to you. I still have it ready, so I'll go ahead and do that one more time. Okay. We'll see if we can come away with a different winner. Thank you for letting that roll. They didn't want us to know who it really was. Well, I guess. Oh, well, man. Look at that. A couple <laughs> crossings. I think I've got your uh, shipping address, Betty, so I uh, will ship that right out to you also. As much as she's won, you should have her on speed dial, mail dial, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Thanks everybody uh, for watching. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next Monday night. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>